Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and I take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. everybody, welcome back to the My Little Eater podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Dr. Brooke Weinstein. She is an occupational therapist turned mom coach that teaches moms brain-based emotional regulation, wholehearted living, and conscious parenting. She helps moms stop barely surviving and begin thriving. Her mission is to help women remember who they were before they were quote-unquote mom. So today we're going to be talking about mom burnout. It's a topic that many, many moms uh, are experiencing, especially now in COVID-19 epidemic times and in the My Little Eater community, you know that we really want to encourage these types of conversations um, to help help moms just like you, you know, get the relief that uh, they so desperately need. And, you know, this is a really intertwined topic closely with feeding our babies and toddlers. I know that it might not seem like it at, you know, the initial on surface level, but we can't help our kids be better eaters or, you know, make that healthy thing or even show up at the table with the right attitude that we know helps our kids learn to love food and overcome picky eating and all that jazz when we're feeling burnt out and have nothing left in us. So I'm excited to dive into today's topic. So Dr. Brooke, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. I'm excited. So excited to dive into this with you. Like I said, because it's such an important topic, but before we really get into the nitty gritties, can you just let us know how you got started on this journey. And also I'm sure the burning question most of us ask, (laughs) most of us are probably asking is how did you go from being an OT an occupational therapist to being a mom coach? Yeah. So, you know, this has been over a decade long career for me and I started out as a young clinician wanting to immerse myself in the field of pediatrics. I always knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I started in the hospital system at a children's hospital so that I could see everything. I saw the NICU, I saw spinal cord injuries, I saw traumatic brain injuries, um, you name it. I saw Down syndrome, autism, picky eating, fine motor deficits. It was an incredible way for me to see everything and be able to learn so much. However, after a few years of being at the hospital, what I recognized was that the parents were wanting so much. It was that hour that I gave them or even 30 minutes. It was, I mean, they just were drooling for more because They wanted help for their kids. And because of the way, unfortunately, the U.S. healthcare system works or currently, we see clients back to back to back to back to back to back to back with literally no breaks in between. So in order for me to be prepared for that client, 
give them the full benefit of the amount of time that they rightfully need and should have, as well as me take care of my documentation and billing, it was not enough time for me to give the client realistically what they needed and be able to help the child and the family in the way that I so longed to when I started out in this career. And because of that, I recognized that that approach was not working. And I decided as a very young clinician to open up my own business. And I started it with a business partner. And that business lasted for about six years. And then I sold it. It's still functioning today, but I no longer am a part of it. And um, the why I chose to open up a storefront, a brick and mortar, is because I wanted to do things differently. I wanted it to be what's called client-centered approach, which means I'm not going to just tell the child to stack some blocks. I'm going to see what the child enjoys doing. If the child enjoys go fish, we're going we're gonna to meet some goals surrounding that, as well as we were very much heavily based in parent education. And so I encourage my parents to not go run errands during the sessions, but really stay and learn and take in the information that I was providing because one hour a week or even 30 minutes a week is not enough time for me to help your child progress in the way that you are craving and wanting. And again, I was met with basically burnout. And one of the reasons I was met with that during this six years is because throughout that time, I became a mom myself. I had two preemies three years apart, and I not only was helping moms and helping them basically raise their kids, right? And I emotionally invested in them, but I was then emotionally raising my own. And not only that, I was a wife and a CEO and a a caretaker for all of my clients. And the struggle is real. And through that process and through those six years, I recognized that as a mom, now I could see it from the lens of how they were taking things on and seeing it from my side. Moms are exhausted. They're tired. They're stretched too thin. There is literally not enough time to do everything that we place upon ourselves, pressure and and the perfectionism of wanting to show up for our children because we simply love them and because we want to give them the world. That's unconditional love. And then my partner was faced with a decision, a business opportunity, and I was then faced with do I sell my business or do I, you know, say, no, this is my career too. And we stay. And ultimately I sat with it and I decided this is too much for me. I have taken on too much and I need to honor my family and my children. And I'm burnt out. And this model that I have built and worked so hard to build isn't working. It's not working. And with that, I sold my business to my business partner and took about two years off and really did some deep diving into my own parenthood. My children were very young at the time and 
checking in on what was working, what wasn't. I literally took the knowledge that I had gained from my experience as well as schooling and applied it to my own home of what was working and what wasn't. And from that, I recognized that in order to give our children what we need and in order to support them in the way that they need, ultimately, it starts with us. And that is why now I go to the root. I go right down to the root core of what is going on within the home. And I help moms take care of themselves and be able to what is called emotionally regulate. And I did that a lot with children in my work with them in treatment, but help them regulate their sensory system and nervous system to be able to release shame and guilt and recognize that it's not an option. Like your brain will maintain a fight or flight level of functioning unless you choose to take care of yourself and start tapping into your feelings and honoring those feelings and emotions. And because I'm able to do that, the parents are now able to recognize what's going on with them, take care of themselves. And because they're able to take care of themselves, they can then come to their child with a cup completely full and happy and be able to support their child in the way that their child needs for them and give them tools for their children to emotionally regulate. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that. There's so much that I want to unpack there. It's a lot. It's a lot. So much, but I'm excited because no, this is good. This is what I want to dive into. And I want to get your expertise on the practicality. How do you do this? Like in real life, but we will get to those questions. I guess first things first, let's define, you know, for the audience, what is burnout and maybe more specifically mom burnout? What does it look like? How do you recognize the symptoms of it? That kind of thing. Yes. So I basically have a burnout cycle that I've kind of built and it helps mom be able, moms be able to identify where they're at on the cycle, right? So let's say you're a brand new mom and you're like, whoo, I'm going to do this up. Like I'm going to go get those non-GMO organic grain-free puffs. And we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right. And I'm the whole foods family. And like, I got this right. And that's how we start. And we're like, I can do this forever. This is easy. I got this. And then you keep going on that train. And then the second stage is like, you're starting to get a little like exhausted. You have kind of thrown out self-care out of the window or listening to what you need and what you want. But your kids are like thriving. Like they're just, they're, it's just, woo, everything is great. So you keep going. And then stage three is like, you've completely let go of self-care. You don't remember when the last time you showered was. The house is starting to look a mess. And maybe you're not sleeping well, or you are just completely starting, right? The process of breaking down and maybe every now and then you're starting to snap at your kids, right? That's stage three. Stage four is like, I don't remember the last time that I brushed my teeth. 
I don't remember the last time I showered. I haven't worked out or done something for myself in days or weeks. Um, I'm completely snapping at my partner, completely snapping at my kids. I feel like a failure. And then you just completely melt down and you lose it. And that's where you are completely dysregulated because you've completely neglected yourself. And that's when we're at complete and utter burnout. So I like that you put that in stages and it seems like at least for me, I'm thinking of a new mom. Okay. Like you said, you're kind of in that excited mode and you're like, okay, we're going to do all the things. We're going to buy all the things. We're going to have all these processes and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be the best at it as we all hope we will be. And no, eventually we are, we are amazing at our jobs, everyone, but it's what we put ourselves through to get there. And I think what happens again, if I was to play it out is almost like, tell me if this is true. Do we go from like stage one to stage four really quickly? Like sometimes you don't even know because I almost think about, okay, you're thrown into newborn phase. It's like you come home with baby and then the next day it's like, we're in stage four. (laughs) You know, how, how do, how do we get there so fast? And I guess, is there a way to start recognizing this, these signs before it's almost too late? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I think it depends on the individual. I would say this can happen in a matter of days, right? Even four days, like stage one, you're like, woohoo! It, it also like time of hormones and, and your period and things like that is plays a huge role as well for your emotional state. But if you immediately start neglecting yourself from the beginning and jump right in, you've just gone through labor. Like you're exhausted. There is no way. So honestly, we are starting out at four, right? And so we're, we're slowly needing to recognize that what we actually have to do is start pedaling backwards to find a balance, right? We want to be able to find a balance between stage four and stage one, where you're like, okay, this feels good. Like, Maybe I'm not buying the GMO gluten-free puffs. Maybe it's just regular puffs, but I also got to go to yoga today. And so my children and I smiled, laughed at one another, and we're doing pretty great. And so being able to find that balance takes time. It takes a lot of tapping into how you're feeling and what you need and how to honor what you need and give it to yourself. And in order to become aware and accept and own your feelings, I'm tired, I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm exhausted, like owning it, it requires you to release a lot of shame and guilt of, but I'm not allowed to be tired. I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to be, be angry at my kids or my partner. Like I'm a mom. I should be able to do this. Right. Or also, if if you don't mind me just interjecting for a sec, it I almost feel like it's just normal. Like this is mom life. We're supposed to be tired all the time. We're supposed to be snappy. Like, oh, we don't get, you know, we're supposed to have these bags under our eyes and we're not supposed to be showering all the time. And we're not supposed to be, you know, all this stuff is almost just like it is what mom phase is in. So you for many, for many of us, we don't even recognize that, you know, these are symptoms of something greater. It's mm-hmm. more just like, well isn't this how it's supposed to go? You know, so you don't think you need to change anything. You know, I actually have a different view of it and I'll tell you why. When I decided to have a child or babies or children, 
I knew it would be hard, right? Like I knew, I, I didn't really know, no one ever really knows, but I knew I was, I was like, all right, let's do this. And I, I believe what happens is I didn't say to myself, oh, Brooke, you should be tired. Like just suck it up and deal with it. Like one morning I woke up and I'm, I was like, like this isn't going well. Like I am miserable. Like I am tired. I am snapping at my kids. Like this, something is not right. This can't be it. This can't be life. Like this, this is definitely not what I'm supposed to be feeling like when I only get one shot at this life. This is definitely not what it's supposed to look like. And I believe that society and the world that we live in has placed so much amount of social norms, the immense amount of pressure that we need to show up as, you know, perfect humans or the whole foods mom with, with the cute Lululemons and the makeup and the, and the, and the curly, you know, little bun, whatever it is, right? Like that's hard. That's hard to maintain consistently. And when we can just simply show up as ourselves rather than this is who I am. This is who I should be. This is who I'm projecting outside of the, the four walls of my home versus this is, this is actually who I am inside of this. I'm a hot mess and a carnival at times and take it or leave it. And I'm human. Right. And in order to give yourself what you need and own your feelings, you do have to release a lot of shame and guilt around what you should be showing up as. Yeah, for sure. And, and I do think like those, you know, the people with the perfectionist personalities, which I know a lot of people in my community, we all have it because somehow it's like, if you're the researcher, so again, I know this is my typical, you know, person that I deal with on the day to day, the people that I help, they're the researchers. They want to do the best possible. Mm -hmm. They are looking at every new recommendation. And again, the next best, you know, uh, item to buy for their baby or, you know, what to say, and here's the script and all this stuff. And so on one hand, we have this desire to be doing the quote unquote best we can for our child. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, we see the result that the cumulative result of how it's affecting us at the end of the day. And maybe we're really naturally good at one area of parenting. Like it's natural for us to be the mom who sits and plays with her kids and does all these sing song, you know, games with them and whatever, but it's not natural for us to be the one who is cooking, uh, again, like a homemade meal three times a day, plus snacks and whatever, or maybe it's vice versa. So how do you have any tips for us in terms of how do we balance what we want to do or what we may, again, my type of person that I deal with is like, we know we want to strive to do that with, what's working, what's good for us. Absolutely. You know, I think this is part of the, I actually literally dropped an IGTV yesterday about the perfection quote, perfectionistic mom, how we get there and why, and what to do to be able to release some of that. I would say that the number one core issue is that we're striving to learn and hear what we're supposed to do and gain knowledge because we love that 
child so much that we just want to do right. That's all we want to do. And what it requires for whoever's listening is for you to understand that you know your child better than anyone else in the entire world. You know that child better than any research. You know that child better than any podcast. And you know that child better than any book you're going to ever read. You do. And being confident in that and asking yourself, what is right for them rather than what the research says or or what we should do. You know, I used to tell my parents so often when working in my clinic is, and I still now to this day when I work with my clients and they always bring all of their stuff to me with what's going on with their kiddos and I help them through all of it. And, you know, I ask clients, did your first baby walk at the same time as your second, like to the day? No. Did your, did they both sit up at the same? No. Did they both say the, their first word or smile at the same time? No. Did they accept solids at the same time? No. Right. These are social norms or generalizations or, or thoughts or just great knowledge to guide you, not to dictate, just to simply guide and say, Hey, here's some awesome food for thought, but you know what? Trust yourself, mama, you've got this. And at the end of my IGTV, what I explained to my audience is that there is a difference between the expectations that we place upon ourselves versus the intentions. Expectations, it's like, I've made a to-do list and if I don't get this done, I'm a failure. I need them to eat their green beans today. And if they don't put it in their mouth or kiss it or lick it or whatever, I'm the failure because I didn't do my job because they should be accepting that green bean by this stage, right? But placing intentions around what you want, right? My intention is for my child to learn what it looks like to have a really healthy relationship with food no matter what they eat and just offer it and be able to provide support if they want to talk it through or if they're afraid or if they're scared or whatever it is. Right. And if you place that intention of my intention is to do good, my intention is to love and support my child, then you've met that intention and you've come to the table with a completely different view of how you as a parent are supposed to show up. But expectations is it's like, it's like old takeout. It starts to smell after a while, you know, it just like you're continually like failing and failing or not being able to show up how you want, or you should do better. You must do better. It's, it's just exhausting. Yeah. Okay. I really love that. So reframing in our mind, what is success and what is the expectation that we set for ourselves? And that doesn't mean I'm not going to care about anything (laughs) about, about what my child eats, but it's, here's what success is. Like you said, 
I want, I want to, I'm going to provide him the food. Like we always say, you know, what's your role in feeding? You provide the food, you Mm -hmm. decide when it's going to be served, you decide where it's going to be served and then like, let go. Then that you have automatically hundred percent said, I'm amazing. I just checked off like anything that I'm expected to do there. And again, your intention behind it. My intention is that I'm providing a nice environment for my child to eat and I'm providing him food and, (laughs) and they will be fine. They will have a healthy relationship that way. And so I do love that, um, is just reframing that in our minds. So that can definitely be a way to help with burnout because again, we're going to be less exhausted that way. I'd love for you, I'm going to shift a little bit more into COVID life right now and the changes that have happened for moms. Again, new moms of new babies, but also just moms of toddlers and preschoolers who are now in a world where they are maybe obviously isolated, maybe uh, don't have access to family members or friends to help them out. They don't have the ability to do a lot of self-care in the form of social activities. They don't have babysitters that can come over. They don't have maybe daycare services or they're working from home or they're trading off working with their partner. And, you know, they've got kids left, right and center needing something and all of that. Can you give us some tangible tips uh, in terms of, what can be done to help, you know, moms going through a really tough time with COVID right now? Absolutely. You know, I think that this has become glaringly obvious that if you didn't place a lot of pressure on yourself as a mom before, you do see it now because you're not just showing up in the morning and evening and having them off at daycare or, school in the middle of the day where you get to either A, go to work or B, take some time for you or C, do whatever is needed around the house. You are constantly with your family 24 seven. And it's brought up a lot of, oh my God, how do I do this? What do I do? How, how do I, how do I survive this? And it's placed a lot, or I guess you could say a microscope on the fact that parenting is a heck of a lot. Like this is a lot of work, a ton of work. And when you don't have an outlet or the ability to step away or get what you need, heck yeah, burnout is going to happen. And so really being completely transparent, open, honest about how you are feeling and expressing that to your children. I um, use what's called the zones of regulation with myself, with my clients. And zones of regulation was based in practice for kids in school. And I teach this to parents now of how for them to regulate themselves. And it's, I'm on red, I'm on green, I'm on blue, right? Like simplistic things that you and I can understand as well as children. And During lockdown, I would show my children the piece of paper and I would say, or I would say, mommy's on red. I'm angry. I need a break. So I said where I was at, what I was feeling and what I needed. And they got used to it. My son would say, okay, mom, you go in your room. You go take a break for five minutes. We'll sit right here. And I was like, thank you. Like I was like, and they started to understand that just because I was feeling a certain way didn't mean that they caused it because I was taking ownership of my feelings. And 
you are allowed as a parent to own where you're at and figure out what will work for you within that moment, right? Maybe you do need to walk away and and shut and lock the bathroom door so no one comes in. Maybe you do need to request help from your partner. Maybe you're a single parent like me who needs to figure out a way to get outside or, or be creative or request or put them in front of the screen and request three minutes to be able to reboot. But it is very, very important to check in with yourself and not completely burn the candle at both ends, but to own where you're at. And there's been days in the past, especially during lockdown, where I looked at my kids and I was like, mommy's on blue. And I was crying. And I was like, I'm just sad. Mommy is really sad today. And it was incredible. My children would come over to me and hug me and love on me. And my older one would say, Eli, mommy's crying again. And like Eli would come over and Charlie would come over and they would both hug me and they, they would want to know why I was crying. And I would express to them that mommy's just sad. Mommy's having a hard day. And they could see that it was honest emotions. And I tended to those emotions, but also taught them that it was okay to feel and vulnerably share those emotions. And that's a really great model for them. I love that. I I, I agree. Modeling the ability to talk about it and and that it's okay that not just that you have those big emotions, but I have these big emotions. It's a very, very normal thing. And that's obviously step one, right? So I I really love that. And, And again, it's going back to checking in with yourself and what you need. And I think you're kind of playing like you're, it's going back to that theme always of like you, it starts with you at the end of the day. So we do have these external circumstances that make it so, so hard. How can we mitigate them as much as possible? I guess it's from what you're saying, it's really is what can you do for yourself to give yourself that fuel, that energy coming from the right place to be able to serve the best you can within those circumstances. And again, maybe adjusting the expectations that, you know, what you did before COVID can't necessarily happen during COVID times. You know what I mean? So it's resetting those expect the, the expectations and the idea of success in your mind. And then also what do I need in this time? I'd love for you to just kind of give us, leave us with some tips on how to do self-care <laughs> when you're trying to, again, do all the other things for other people. And again, when maybe you're just stuck at home and you don't necessarily have the same luxuries as you may have had before, what are some tangible ideas that that moms can do that just kind of recharge their battery a little bit? Absolutely. I would say the number, number, number one thing, first and foremost, is you need to recognize and take ownership for your feelings because you cannot go give yourself or do something for yourself if you don't even know how you're feeling. So if you're feeling sad, you may need to lay on the couch and rest. If you're feeling angry, you may need to do some push-ups or sit-ups and feel the burn within your body and move that emotional energy. If you're feeling happy, you may want to dance and jump around. So that is basically what I teach my clients is how to emotionally regulate, right? What does your body need in a sensory aspect, right? If you're sad, sleep, this, that, like, what does your body need? So if I 
recommend to your community and just say yoga, hands down, journaling, yoga, breath work, meditating, like that, that's not going to work for everyone. And to be frank, it doesn't work for me. And I would love to meditate. It just in the phase of my life doesn't work for me. I know what I individually need. And it goes right back to the beginning of the conversation. Did you and I walk and talk at the same time when we were children? Probably not. So like your needs of what you need when you're sad may be completely different than mine for you a reading a book or, or a bath, right? Mm -hmm. So the number one thing that I can give to your audience is when you're feeling like stuff is coming up and bubbling up, literally ask yourself over and over and over. Okay. How do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel right now? How do I feel right now? How do I like ownership of your feelings will guide you into recognizing and understanding what do I need? What do I need? And you may not know in the beginning, but the biggest, biggest piece of advice is first start with taking ownership of those feelings before you start throwing out ideas of maybe a walk or maybe a this or maybe a that, right? Like just sit with your emotions and really ask yourself, what would feel good right now? What do I need to take care of me? I love it. That's so amazing. Thank you so much for all of your of your tips and your advice. Can you let us know how we can learn a little bit more about you? Sure. I would say first and foremost, my hub is probably Instagram. So you can see who I am and what I'm about. And it's half of my last name. So it's at Brooke with an E and then Weinst, which is W-E-I-N-S-T. I also have a website, brookweinstein.net, or I'm on TikTok, but that's just for fun. And yeah, I'd love to chat with any of you all who have more questions and comments about our chat. Amazing. I will link all of those in the show notes so people can go check you out. And once again, thank you so much for all of your tips and help. Yeah. Thank you for having me. 